0: Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am your host, JP, joined by co-host as always, Nick Martin. How are you, sir? We're good, man. We are on a crazy run today of podcast episodes. Now, yes. this one is appearing later in the future from the last one you've heard, but it happened on the same day because we are on the road in Vegas at WS Customs, WC, WC Customs. It's right yeah. down there. <laughs> WS, I had it right the first WS time. Customs, yeah. God, and oh. with us today, uh, I'm pretty excited for this guest. Uh, he is humanitarian. He's an athlete. He's a two-time world friggin' champion from the Los Angeles Lakers, and one hell of a model American. But most importantly, he's a dad. Everyone, welcome to the show jordan farmar how are you sir i'm
1: doing well welcome. i'm doing well i appreciate you guys for having me man thank you so much for the warm welcome
0: oh man we, we don't we don't get guests alike from you very often well i appreciate and it and that's actually we do but you know i just want to make you feel, <laughs> re- you feel good i know like i'm
1: just a regular guy regular dad like the rest of us that's exactly. awesome
0: man yeah. i saw you pulled up in a uh, <clears throat> tesla model y dual motor performance nick
2: that's
1: what we're getting right
0: no that's the plan Okay, and and I just got to ask, how you like that
2: car right off the bat? I
1: love it. I'm I'm a early Tesla adopter from yeah? the beginning. I told you I would. Yeah, yeah. Rather bought the stock than the car way back when, but uh, yeah, I've had a Tesla since they came out, and the Model Y is no slouch, especially the performance model. It's really special combination between you know technology and performance, right? And safety and everything, convenience, autopilot's awesome. Oh, um, there's nice. so many cool features about it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, electric car. Yeah, so, so when we're
2: ready, we're we're hitting Jordan up, and we're gonna. Figure yeah. This no, no. I'll let you
1: guys go spinning yeah. around. We got. Yeah. We got it, to. I, test I, I will take. Zero to sixty. I will yeah. take you
0: up on that. I ain't even kidding. As soon as we're done, we're gonna film it too. That'll be yeah. two guests and two cars that That's they've right. owned in a row. Yeah. We just we had Brian Lindsay on more
1: interviews at uh, auto yeah. shops. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> we, just to, we just need to move
2: in down here and.
0: I, I think it might happen if I exactly. convince the lady. So, yeah. Jordan, obviously the premise of this podcast is uh, we try to stay all things dad. Um, although I will throw you on a little fun fact. Every single episode we have ever done always goes off the rails. So we're not going to talk dad the entire time, unless it happens, and then you could be the first. But uh, I, I'd also like to point out, too, that you did spill some beans right before we started the show that this... Is
1: actually your very first
0: podcast?
1: It is. It is. Yeah, I've oh. been like I told you, I've been approached many times to one, do my own, and right, do my own content, and then two, I've been asked a few times to do other people's. That I just the timing hadn't ever worked out, and so this timing worked out. Um, I'm happy to be here, and this is my first one.
0: Wow, That's well, awesome! You know yeah. what? Here, I'm honored. That's
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: Let's people clapping. Okay. You got to I cheers can. and hoorah. We got to get this man trust, some cans. Trust me. Um, Hold on. Let
2: me text Ben real quick. So let's,
0: let's talk dad. Um, first off, you are a father, obviously. You're on the show. How many
1: kids do you have? I have two girls. Two girls. Two what are their ages? They are seven and ten right now. Seven
0: and ten. So you and I, we got something in common. What's that? My baby girl is seven years old, almost eight. Yeah. And I've got a son who's ten. Yeah. Isn't it the coolest thing in the world being a father to daughters?
1: Absolutely. You know, every athlete especially wants a son to carry on their name. Right. Play just like whatever sport they played. Um, and I was the same way prior to my daughter being born. But once my first daughter was born, uh, flip switch, and it was completely different. I could care less, boy or girl. I'm just extremely happy to have two amazing, beautiful, healthy young girls. And they're they're growing into little women fast.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> how has this last year been for not only you and your family, but obvi- the kids and the pandemic? And
1: we're more fortunate than most you know and we're very blessed our lifestyle is not um something that everyone had to deal with we homeschool naturally right so outside of just covid we didn't have to take our kids out of school and figure out that whole debacle that most people did have to deal with so um for us we're a very free roaming we call ourselves the rebel family we kind of like move to our own tune our own drum and that kind of stayed consistent, but it was difficult that we couldn't do the things that we would normally do, like everybody else, you know, just having places to go, things to do. But in terms of their, like, everyday activities and their schooling and all that stuff, it remained pretty pretty much consistent for us.
0: Well, that is good. That's awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. Um, and, and personally, I, I feel along those lines of the same thing is we were very fortunate enough to that, you know, A, I, my job's, you good? Can you hear anything in there? How about this? Let's... That's another good, beautiful thing about a podcast. We ain't live. Yeah. We <laughs> could stop in the middle of this yeah, and it's fix all things I out. I can't hear
1: anything. Oh, you pulled someone I pull, out. I pulled you, his you, out. Yeah, you pulled me out. No worries, though. I, I trust that your applause is valid. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. I can hear that. Good? I'm good.
0: All right. Back to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Um, I've, I've got a few jobs, and uh, during this past year, I was able to do the same thing as well, provide for them, and, you know, do our thing. But what really scares and bothers me is the fact that they won't, this year, what has it done psychology to not only our kids, but, I mean, everywhere. What has it done to our kids out there? And only time will tell
1: only time will tell i mean i think that what we learn as parents early on is that kids are resilient yes and they mm-hmm. figure things out and i know a lot of people do hold on to a lot of childhood traumas late in life but early on i mean kids can figure out how to get through anything and they've been rolling with the punches and done an amazing mm-hmm. job and made it easy for us as parents to kind of navigate through this unknown
2: right it's crazy it's it's been weird yeah so our uh
0: are girls, uh, are, they, uh, are they athletes in the making?
1: They have <laughs> athletic ability, but they don't love it. No? No, they don't. Um, they love Broadway. They love to perform. That is their oh. thing. They've done eight or nine different shows, ranging from, like, six-year-olds to ten-year-olds, put on two-hour performances, costume changes, set changes. Oh, wow. um, it's called Broadway Kids Academy. Right. Uh, and it's been great. That's kind of what they've gravitated towards. I've exposed them to sports, soccer, basketball, all kind of stuff like that, and they've really wanted to do their own thing and that's what they choose to do and support them doing it
0: and yeah you're you're happy to and and i have a sneaky suspicion that once they just get a little bit older and they start actually going hmm let's search up daddy
1: oh they're very aware (laughs) yeah they travel with me they live in other countries playing basketball and right they went to all the games so they're very aware and they've done it for that reason to like oh well i should try it too kind of thing Mm -hmm. and um yeah, they enjoy it, but they just don't love it the way they do performing. Right. Well, yeah. Hey, Mike. each their own. Like I want yep. them to find their own path. You know, my dad played professional baseball, and for me, it was like I wanted to play basketball strictly to be different, strictly to do you know my own thing and find my own lane. So. If that's their way of doing a similar thing, I'm okay. With
0: it. Well, you did pretty decent in finding your own lane, man.
1: I did all right. We yeah. argue about it all the time. He's like, you'd still be playing for the Dodgers right now, sitting in center field, hanging out. Oh, like, uh, you, uh, all so, you uh,
0: could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah so uh, imagine good if done. you played for the Dodgers in this last ten-year stretch. That would have been fun. Whoo! Hey,
1: my career was no slouch. It was very fun. I'm very blessed, and I had an amazing run, for sure.
0: Yes, you did. I was kind of pissed off when you left the Lakers, though. I can going to lie to you. I'm a, I'm a huge Laker fan. Yeah, I, me I,
1: too. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a tough But I get it, man. Really I get it. Business, yeah, right? Sure.
0: So you, I, I'm going to bring up Kobe later, because that's, that's, that's a rough subject, man, even still. I can't even imagine for you guys. Um, but that team, that era... I, man i was Incredible. in my 30s yeah. and and just oh and that buddy doug who just left i can't tell you how many times we sat around though just like watching you guys and, and yeah. just in and, in and you i mean mm, yeah, big, you. Fan. Mm-hmm. Big, big, I big fan big 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 fan i uh uh, I don't fanboy much these days because I've been doing a career in radio and everyone comes in and et cetera, et cetera. And, but, and I didn't fanboy when you pulled out earlier, but I'm literally fanboying right now, I and, and I don't that. know what's happening. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's surreal, <laughs> man, because when you're doing it, you're doing your job, right? right? So you're right. not really realizing the impact you're having on people. And especially being a member of the Lakers, when we're winning, Yep, everybody sees it. you yeah. know, And so it, it was – It was really fun to be a part of, but then after talking about things like the Kobe incident and stuff like that to where more and more you start noticing people not having a problem with reaching out and telling you how much you meant to them, right? Because you kind of don't get to what do you say, like, uh, smell the roses while you're still around kind of thing. Right.
0: You never know what's going to happen.
1: Exactly. So people yeah. have a hard time, while everything's all good, saying, like, you know, you meant a lot to me. You were very instrumental in my development, my childhood, my 30s, whatever the, the time frame was. And so I really got inundated with a lot of that information when when tragedies happen. right? Right. People mm-hmm. were reaching out saying, you know, just thinking about that Laker team and me sitting down with my family and sitting in front of the TV and beating Boston in the championship or whatever their specific antidote was. Um, I got a lot of that feedback, so that really let me know how, how much people held on to what we were doing at the time.
0: Well, we're on the topic. We might as well I'm gonna ask, how did that personally affect you that day last year when you found out about Kobe?
1: Yeah, it was, it, was, it was terrible. I mean, my mom was the first one to call me. She was like, did you hear about Kobe? And I'm thinking, like, you know, she's just reading up on some gossip or some right. news or something yeah. like that, and I had no idea. And so then I started following up, trying to get updates to, as to what happened. Did they figure out um, if it was true or not, if yeah. it was a hoax or all that stuff. That's terrible. He was, he was my first idol and one of my best friends. You know, it's like somebody I, I was, I tell people all the time, I was eight years old. Uh, I'm sorry, in eighth grade at the 2000 championship when they won, right? So I'm mm-hmm. watching the parade. I'm watching them win. And then a few years later, I'm on the team and I'm on the, on the float with them, right? right. And so oh, he was somebody I really looked yeah. up to growing up and then had the opportunity to spend five years of my life with him every day and um, do some historic amazing things together so uh, it was extremely hard i can't imagine what it was like for for his family and his girls and uh yeah yeah i I was i was i was messed up for quite a while about it and still you know thinking about it is tough but um if anybody would want you to move on and keep going on with life and and be tough and be strong and you know make the most out of what we have left it would be him for for sure for sure
0: just a true testament to who the man was mm -hmm. that i mean it literally affected almost everyone who knew him, period. Even, just, even if you didn't know him. Right, but, like, or you knew of if you knew him, him yeah. how much that just it resonated.
1: It global impact. Yeah. Like you yeah. could see it, and you see people that are pop stars or whatever, Michael Jackson or Prince or whatever, but for some reason, Kobe resonated with the entire world. Yeah, whole like the, the whole yeah. world yeah. shut down. It doesn't matter if you were playing basketball or soccer in Brazil. Like mm-hmm. They were doing something to show their their love and pay the respect. So um, you never really know the impact that he had until something tragic had to happen. And it's, it's just tough to think about for sure.
0: 2020 was just a bunch of garbage. And it started with Kobe. Yeah. It, everything just went straight yeah. down. Yeah. Thankfully, we are back in. Let me reel this out. We'll get back into happier stuff. Yeah. Your <laughs> daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your reaction when you found out you were going to be a dad for the first time.
1: I was ecstatic I mean you know at the time um, my wife and I were together we were young I was 23 she's a couple years older than me and uh, yeah we're moving on with life everything was good I was playing for the Lakers and just adding to our family you know we thought we were ready Um, fortunately we're ahead of the schedule for most people I'm sure at 23 some other people would be terrified (laughs) right you know I I was pretty pretty ready and uh, yeah it was an amazing experience you know Fun fact is that I delivered both of my children what? at home in our what? bedroom. We did home birth. Oh, wow. And so um, that was really a cool experience. Our first one was a water birth.
0: My daughter was a water birth, first and I caught her.
1: Yeah. Well, Two. if that's what you want yeah, to call you, it. You catch, exactly. <laughs> yeah, catch, yeah. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. caught her. Um, my second one was planned on being a water birth, but I'm filling up the tub, and she's like, it's not happening. It's showtime. Right. no time." So um, my older daughter, Phoenix, was... Uh, three at the time, and she would, you know, read to her sister and say, you know, it's your older sister, Phoenix, I can't wait to meet you, and so while the pregnancy and the birth was happening, actually, she's standing right next to me as she's coming out, and she's like, oh, there's my sister, so I was like, wow, really cool man. That's, for her to, to be uh-huh. part of it and get a chance to see and not be, like, grossed out or scared, right. because we kind of prepared her throughout the whole time, and she was more excited to be a part of the whole process, so that was really cool. That's That's, awesome. that's yeah. something
0: that not a lot of families either a think about doing or if they do they they're just there's such a stigma they put behind it that they don't do it and I think that's wrong I think what you, that's beautiful that's a memory that not only for you and the lady and the wife but sisters yeah and yeah, big sister is going to hold that I mean literally rest of her life that's yeah. the instant connection right there
1: absolutely mm-hmm. she's very I'm glad the the younger one wasn't born first because my my <laughs> older daughter is very maternal, very empathetic, right? Dad, like has feelings for other people. My youngest thinks this whole place is built for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's just their personalities are very different. So I'm yeah. glad the nurturing mother motherly <laughs> figure of the two of them was born first.
0: Well, so here's my, my my youngest.
1: Hi, this is Avery. Thanks for listening to my dad on Dadcast.
0: She's exactly the same way. The world is hers. So I can imagine if we got our daughters together at the same <laughs> age, that might be one of those A-type personality conflicts. What's going to happen? It would make for some great video. Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure. <laughs> Nick Martin. What's up? You tell me, brother. I was just thinking my little guy you guys just met is the same way. Yeah. The world revolves around him. <laughs> so, but he yeah. doesn't know that. No, yet. he knows. Oh, he, <laughs> he so knows. <laughs>
1: they definitely know. Oh, he knows.
2: Yeah. No, we were actually thinking about doing the home birth thing because uh, of COVID and stuff. And we're yeah. like how do we get all of our her family cuz she wanted her mom to be there and um and that kind of stuff and it, the doctor's like no dude, it's just you and your husband that's it yeah and it almost wasn't even me it was just going to be her and so it was like oh my god then i chickened out and i'm like no nah, we need a doctor I, I don't i watched a lot of er but you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't, So, so I don't they think have I can a staff it.
1: there, right? You have a midwife, yeah. and um, they have what's called a doula, right. usually, and a doula is like more of like a spiritual coach, so a doula okay. was somebody that we spent a lot of time with prior to the actual okay. birth itself to prepare me to how to support her through this. Like, okay. you know, I'm not doing anything really, but saying you're doing a great job. Yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> right. So she's doing all the hard work, but... My wife and um, her family were a little scared at first. And we mm. talked about it. And it's just like, we don't live our life in fear. They've been delivering babies for thousands of years. Yeah. We live around the corner from a hospital. If something goes wrong, the staff will say, hey, you, it's probably a good idea to go over to the hospital. Right. Okay. So we had a lot of things to, like, fall back on. Okay. And she was healthy. She was a good candidate for a home birth. And she was mm-hmm. up for it. She's a yoga instructor she's a okay. doula now herself so okay. she's very much a good candidate for it it's not for okay. everybody but right. it, it kind of fell right into place and it's like you know what we're not going to let fear dictate our life and how, yeah. we, how we do this and um, but there was definitely a fear-based conversation early yeah. on in the process for sure yeah
2: no i was definitely the chicken in the yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. i'm like no 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 i'm, I'm not now. most not guys intro-
1: are not not the chickens but they, <laughs> they get grossed out by it or they don't know if they'll perform when right. the moment well, yeah, matters because, you know? yeah
2: what happens if something goes wrong and then like you're relying on me i'm like yeah. yeah. I didn't go so yeah, to med
1: school. <laughs> you do have a little bit of help with you. You're yeah. not all, completely alone in the dark, but
2: Okay. Yeah, the we're actually human we're doing IVF the again. body
1: is amazing. Like it yeah. figures it out for the most part. I mean, I know I'm sure there are some horror stories with some unfortunate mm-hmm. incidents during childbirth, but for yeah. the most part the way it's supposed to work naturally and when it uh-huh. does happen that way, there's not much you and I really have to do. Okay.
2: Yeah, so we're we're actually doing IVF again. We could go okay. and uh, do the transfer in May. Nice. Man. So, yeah, so we're talking about it again and I'm like oh, I don't know. What if there's, like, twins or triplets in there this time?
1: And one after <laughs> Nick, the other, like a water ride. Yeah.
2: May I impose a bit of advice? I've got butterfingers. <laughs> so I was like, ah, whoops.
0: <laughs> I can almost assure you this opportunity will not come up again in the sense that it's your wife mm-hmm. and your direct child. Maybe a grandkid down the line, something like that. But yeah, take the opportunity, man. Face that fear. You right. know, unlike no, what w- you decided not to do earlier and yeah. get in the Shelby Cobra, face the fear and <laughs> take the ride, son.
1: No, I would honestly have to second okay. that. Because if you're you're up for it and you can muster up the strength to yeah. get through it all and she's up for it and she's a good candidate for it, uh-huh. the experience is so special. I mean, okay. because yeah. not only the actual birth itself, right, but you're in your home, you're in right. your bed, your family's downstairs in the living room. Yeah. You deliver the baby and you get to lay with it for a little bit. And say, okay, I thought his name was gonna be John, but he looks like an Eric to me, or whatever. And okay. you get to like sit there with your baby, and it's not in some hospital bed that they're just gonna, right. you know, change over as soon as you get out yeah. and put another family in there. It's really like a rewarding, comfortable experience. Okay. You get your own snacks, your own food. She wants something throughout the process. Uh-huh. It's very just home. You're at home. Okay. You know.
2: And I vote. I yeah.
0: vote if it's two children, two boys. Jordan and Farmar. <laughs> All right.
1: Don't put that pressure.
0: On me. <laughs> nah. How about Jordan? All right. Can we do one Jordan's of those?
1: Jordan's an awesome, man. I was going to be Jordan if I was a boy or a girl. So yeah,
0: yeah. Now was that after the Michael Jordan? Was it, that your parents it or? Was. It that? was. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a hard one to follow up, man. I know. You I know. did. You did pretty good, though. I did. I
1: did my best. You did real did damn good. I'm not good. done. No. I'm not done. I mean. Basketball is done, but I'm not done.
0: There's Basketball is done. When was your last professional NBA game? Not not across the pond. NBA game was
1: 2016 with 2017
0: with Sacramento. Sac Town. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I remember watching you at UCLA, man. I, yeah, I, and they had, yeah, yeah. they had a good run this year. Yeah. Man, oh god. I don't even get me started. We could go on <laughs> and on. This isn't a this isn't a sports podcast, but whew, that game. Yeah, no. That that that
2: I'm feeling a little bad. I, I like the Lakers, but I am a just diehard Blazer fan.
1: That's all good. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's a great organization. They've had some bad luck over the years, they have. but yes, um, they're they're like they kind of remind me of Gonzaga in college basketball. Oh, like everybody's God dang it. second favorite team. Yeah. Like, if you're from Spokane, you love Gonzaga. You're probably from the Pacific Northwest uh-huh. You probably love Gonzaga or maybe UW or whatever. But. Um, Everyone else in the country loves Gonzaga, and I feel that same way about Portland. Like, if yeah. every other team has their home team, and then the, the Blazers are, like, your second favorite <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, unless they're playing your favorite team, then exactly. it's like, oh, no. no. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Jordan, tell us, does you, is, is it the Farmar Foundation that you've got here yeah, in Vegas? Yeah, the Farmar
1: Foundation. It's actually based in L.A., Okay, yeah. and so I did a lot of stuff with the Mattel Children's Hospital at mm-hmm. UCLA where we would um, bring kids out to games. You know, they'd be sick and in the hospital for a long time. Them and their family would be able to come out to games and hang out with the whole pregame experience and, you know, shoot around, warm-ups, all that stuff, get autographs from all the other guys. And then um, for, for children who were there for a lot longer, we would, uh, this is before, like, FaceTime and iPads were, like, popular, but yeah. we'd get computers with video chat capabilities and be able to, for them to spend time with their families if they couldn't afford, you That's know, cool. to, for the families to come and visit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then I opened up a learning center where kids in underserved neighborhoods can come in and excel in education stuff. And is that still going on in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got
0: going on here in Vegas? I haven't. Your I haven't. new hometown, so, right?
1: So foundation-wise, right. No, yeah, I haven't done anything um, and moved to foundation-wise. But Vegas is home now. We've been here for seven years, and it's gone by so fast it doesn't even feel like that because the first few were towards the end of my career. So I was playing, and right. I would come here yeah. in the offseason. Yeah. But um, now we've established roots here, and this is home, and this is where you know I'm going to raise my kids, and they're going to say they're from Vegas, not not from LA, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'll start doing more and more on the on the foundation and the give back side. But I've been establishing myself as a builder. I'm building high end homes now, and so
0: builder builder, like literally, yeah. you're going out and doing the work.
1: Um, I so I built a house for myself. This is how it all started. I built a house okay. for myself. Um, I actually I bought a house on the other side of town. Hated it hate where it was didn't enjoy it It was like I got to get back to LA this isn't for me this is what I'm thinking this is a few years ago so I buy land in LA and I start designing plans I'm like you know I'm just gonna build my own house in Tarzana okay neighborhood right around the corner from where I went to middle school like I'm gonna go back home and so throughout that process I'm going back and forth to LA and it's like traffic and it's noisy and people are just running around it's the hustle and bustle of LA you know what it is right so just like this isn't for me either. Like, this is not what I'm looking for either. So I end up selling that land and buying a lot here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to build here in Vegas in a different location. Right now we're in Southern Highlands. And so I build that house. I finish it. It's beautiful. I lived there for six months, finished it right before the pandemic. And then, so people start moving from California, like mass exodus out of California. So Mm -hmm. my real estate agent, who's been buying all my properties for me here or helping me purchase them at least. Says, would you mind if I show your property off market? There's a lot of people from California who are interested in buying, and if they make you an offer, you can't refuse. You can sell it. If not, you can say go, you know, go do your own thing or find another house to live in. I'm I like, get what sure, you're packing, up sure, pack on I, there. I guess, <laughs> I guess it can't hurt. They can look at it. I'll go do something for an hour or whatever. So I was there for six months. Someone knocks on the door one day and says, can we look at your house? They look at it and they write an offer that like, hey. night, and it's much more than I thought the house was worth. And I said, you can have it. Like, I'll do it again. <laughs> right. So in that process, the same real estate agent had a client who she's selling a house for, and they want to build a home. She's like, do you know any good builders? She's like, well, Jordan's not a builder per se, but he just built a house, and they, they had walked their dog around my neighborhood and watched my house go up. And they, they loved the house, and they knew what she was talking about. Right. So they come and knock on my door and say, hey, would you be willing to build me a house? And I said, I can do it. I'm not a builder. But sure, like, I'm going to build my own. I can build yours at the same time, whatever. That process, I'm like, you know what? Let me just do this right. So I go, and I get my general contractor's license. Uh, And now I'm a licensed builder, and I will build high-end homes in my neighborhood, basically. And you
0: can do that anywhere now?
1: I can do it anywhere in Vegas now. But yeah, my plan is to make a living and never have to leave my games. <laughs> like, That's like, awesome. Do some amazing things. In our uh-huh. There's a lot of opportunity in my specific community that I live in. Southern Highland Golf Club here in Vegas is one of the really don't, nice private Sorry, man. Places.
0: Don't mind. We are doing this inside of a custom yeah, hot rod shop, and road. it looks to me like they are starting up a V8 of some sort down there. So everyone listening, I apologize, but that's the beauty of being on the road with Dad Cast in Vegas. You get to talk and hang out with Jordan Farmar, who's a general contractor now, um, and get distracted by vehicles. Now, are you passionate about this so So it's not even work for you?
1: It is not. It's a lot of work. It's it's definitely (laughs) a lot of work to do it, but it feels similar to basketball to where you're enjoying what you're doing, Mm -hmm. that it's not, um, how do I say it, stressful. I mean, even though there is a lot of things, a lot of problems to be solved, I feel like more of a music producer than a builder, right? right. I, take, I take very talented individuals who do different things, and I put them together to make this beautiful symphony. And so somebody, you know, lays the concrete, then another person frames the house, then the stucco guy, then the window guy, and together at the end of it, we have the song that we're trying to create, right? Mm-hmm. So my job is to organize things, um, I hang out with guys on the job site, make sure they're having a good time, make sure they're passionate about what they're doing, they do it, do it properly. Um, and just try to build and produce a better quality product that's been out here because I'm not doing it strictly for the money, right? That's not the the motivating factor for me. It's something that engages me mentally. Um, For my own house, I built all the cabinetry in the house. I Mm -hmm. built all the woodwork. So I set up shop in the garage, and me and my partner, we built all the stuff. So that house was very much hands-on. These other houses probably won't be as much. I have my partner still who does woodworking stuff, but I don't know how much I will personally do moving forward. But, yeah, it is very, very rewarding.
0: Has HGTV become your new favorite station?
1: <laughs> I, I was watching that a long time ago. <laughs> like while I was playing, I'm always watching DIY Network. I you know,
0: love that. that was, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. That's,
1: that's what started it. I mean, yeah. I'm like, every house I'm living I could in, do that. why did they build it this way? I should change it. I will change it. And then I right. end up doing it. I'm like, I'm tired of changing now. I just want to build one the way I want it. From, from scratch, the yeah. So that was kind of the, the process. How many houses
0: have you built now so far?
1: i, I built one from the ground up which was my own right. but i've remodeled and done everything that takes to build a house 15 different times and houses all over the place so yeah i've, I've been well versed in that and um yeah i actually built this house here in vegas out of concrete that was the first it's called icf isolated concrete forms uh-huh. it's very popular up in canada or hurricane areas and stuff like that but it's in, it's concrete it's not going anywhere See
0: a ever. lot of that in south florida
1: yeah exactly and so um a lot of people use it for retaining walls. They build in hillsides. So mm-hmm. they have like a walkout basement where you have to hold back that hillside um, scarp or whatever. And, yeah, I, I decided to build the entire house out of it. So it was, a, it was a literally like solid mm-hmm. as rock well. Have
0: you named your company?
1: Yes. So my partner, um, his name is Matthew Hoy, he was a high-end furniture builder. <laughs> Whoa. What's happening now? No wheels on the bottom or whatever they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> He was a high-end furniture builder. He's from Michigan. All right. His furniture company was called Third Coast Collection because they call Michigan oh, yeah. the Third Coast. Okay. So we we just divvied off of that and called it Third Coast Homes. And that's that's what it is. He's He is my woodworking division of our home building. So we have all the closets, all the cabinetry, all the built-ins, all the kitchens. Everything is in-house, which makes it really easy for quality control and... Mm-hmm we can save a bunch of money by not outsourcing that kind of stuff so i guess
0: that's way better than championship contractor
1: exactly <laughs> that was the first choice but <laughs> i deferred to him and, i mean uh, i
0: thought that was a win right there until
1: yeah all right you so got my
0: it.
2: background i've done okay. 20 years furniture sales so yeah. I've, I've heard of that company <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome yeah very very good stuff yep so yeah. Twenty years. That's why you're it's so. Actually, it's actually twenty five. So you're years so stout. Wow. Furniture and appliance sales. Yeah,
1: it Nick, goes by fast though. I mean, you you crazy. just do it year yeah. after year, and you look back and you're like. Same with me living yeah. here. To say seven years sounds crazy to me, yeah. but it feels like it was just yesterday.
2: I was seventeen. My first furniture store I worked in. Yeah, awesome.
1: That's and, and to so put weird. that in perspective, you've lived here as long
0: as your youngest daughter's been alive.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Seven years ago. Same with me. <laughs> She's gonna be eight next month, and it's just. Wow, it it goes. It just goes. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, you. She's your gonna. Eyes she's only. There's only like four or five more years until she hates me. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> now, hopefully, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, that,
1: but yeah. They I mean, don't. They don't hate you. Hate no, you. They just. Grow, I know. They, they, find they just dislike path. you a whole yeah, lot. They find That's their own path. <laughs> <laughs> dislike I don't know you about a about lot, that, man. I think girls and dads are special. Like, daddies. They brothers, are. Right? It's a different kind of bond. Yeah. And I think they'll they'll always know that they can come back and and have you to lean on and have you for support for sure at least with my girls and that's our relationship now hopefully it stays that way but I'll do whatever I can to to (laughs) ensure that
2: when they get about 16 it gets a little weird I believe it yeah yeah. There's there's a few few hours of the day where they're just like you don't understand anything dad I know Everything yeah, exactly. I'm going through,
0: yeah. <laughs> you have never even heard of. Exactly. That's right. There's no possible way you could ever understand what's happening. We thought happening.
1: the same things, though. I know. Yeah. We thought the exact same Exactly. Thing. And we now. We outsmart our parents and we knew, and they're sitting there laughing. I, I laugh. I mean, I see it and I'm just like, I did the same thing. Yeah. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> but how do we, shouldn't we be able to have learned since we know that? It's that crazy circle.
2: Yeah. That yeah. it, it, it <laughs> cracks me my up. My parents say it's karma. It's yeah. just yeah. Carver coming back That's at right. you. Exactly. Exactly. You were a little crazy.
0: asshole when you were a kid. Exactly. <laughs> so it's coming back. Is your knee hurting right
1: now? a little
0: bit. Is there something going on with the knee? Yeah, MCL. I am
1: trying to play oh, basketball to stay in shape and all that stuff. But
0: I'm all good. Cuz you're are lucky then cuz you should have heard all oh, the talking, trash talk Nick trash. <laughs> Nick Nick was telling me for knees. for 3 we- oh, <laughs> yeah. for 3 weeks building up to this. Yeah. That's okay, right. that's actually a lie. Every time we talked about it, we did say point blank, it doesn't matter if it's one-on-one even if it's two-on-one, <laughs> okay? Maybe if you could post him out because yeah. you're wide and he passed it to me, maybe we'll get one layup in. Yeah. But, uh, Dude, I'm old and slow. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And I'm old and fat, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing we're not playing this one-on-one game we'll, today. We'll
1: do, we'll do it again. We, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll be back in June, again. man. You're going right. to be? Oh, and I'd also like, I, 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 I'd like to do this on the air because there's uh, proof that it actually happened. Okay so you know, he's scared, he's, a little, he's, a little, scared. He's, waiting. he's nervous he's like okay what's, what's about to happen here um, I'm inviting every guest who's been on the show um, back for a very very short episode via Zoom um, Father's Day special all right. So everyone, like Randy Couture, yourself, Stormy Warren, Brett Young, Brian. And
1: Are we all going to be on the same episode? We're all, like, 50 little Yeah, there's going to yeah. be, like, Brady 20 punch. for, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay.
0: And just wish each other Happy Father's Day, and then also wishing all the fathers out there that deserve it yeah. a Happy Father's Day. And that's probably going to be early June when we do that. Right. So. Yeah.
1: But you're coming back out here for that? No, no, no
0: we're no, going to no. do that via we have, Zoom. We have some but other you're stuff coming out here yeah. to play yeah.
1: basketball with me? Yes, that,
0: that, and that's the only. As reason. long as, yeah. as that's long as it. your knees, yeah. you're near. <laughs> your, your, your knees healed. Yeah. You know, we I don't mean, need any excuses when forty-seven-year-old yeah. JP, fat guy.
1: If it's not healed by then, we got some real, okay. like, real issues. It's Probably not a strained ACL. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. I just want to relive that three-point shot, man. Oh. That was, I, I'm drinking, Nick. You got to take right, over. Yeah,
2: no, we got some. We have some really big things happening in June, so we'll be out doing some more interviews. Kind of hopefully shooting an episode for a TV show that we're going to pitch That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, that's great.
0: No details on that, Nick.
2: No yeah. details yet. Got yeah, But it's going to it. be awesome. He might be a good candidate. You are. Yes, you would actually be a great candidate. All right, we'll get. Don't be scared. We'll talk details later details about off, that. Off we'll there. talk about off the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow, Lakers. Hashtag ESPN, that's all I'm gonna say. Jersey. Okay. You
0: went to <laughs> Jersey, now they're Brooklyn. Yeah. How do you feel about what's going on in the NBA today, right now, this second? If in you were terms to call it what? it just as far as the play and not not any politics or anything. I'm talking about I, who's, I was playing right now. Who's yeah. gonna win? A, <laughs> who's, gonna, to who's the finals? Is it Brooklyn, LA?
1: A lot of things have to go into it, right? You have to be healthy and you have to be well at the right time. Um Unfortunately, both those teams are battling injuries. Mm -hmm. The favorites, I would say, the Lakers, defending champions, um, would be my favorite going into the season. But seeing all the stuff they've dealt with lately, and LeBron's injured, and Anthony Davis's—I think he's coming back tonight.
0: Yeah, I think so. First game in
1: a long time. So, and then on the Brooklyn side, I mean, Harden's going down with hamstring injuries. Mm -hmm. J.D. just got back, so that stuff matters when you go through the playoffs. You know, it's it's a hamstring away from being a completely different team. And Mm -hmm. so, if both teams are healthy. Uh, I, I've got to say the
0: Lakers. Okay, but they're not healthy, so what's wrong with Jordan <laughs> Farmore maybe making an appearance for the playoff run? Long. I've
1: been ready for years. Would you do it? <laughs> could
0: you do it right now? Any could. NBA team calls you up and says, hey, man, we need we need you. 100%. Right? Oh, it's so awesome.
1: I could do it. Will I get that call? Probably
0: not. And but why yeah. – I mean, let's just generalize it, not you in particular, but I'd say you're just a bit past prime, but no way yeah, in absolute – it's Wash a, a, up.
1: It's a uh, very, very difficult business. And my position in particular, like backup point guards, right? Um, they're only truly valuable on a team that's trying to win. And if you look at this landscape of the NBA, there are, there are only probably usually like five or six teams that actually really feel they have a chance to win. And so as you get older, your minimum salary goes up. And your value to all the rest of the teams goes out the window they'd rather instead of having an old guy on their team they'd rather give it to a 19 year old rookie and see what he can do with those same opportunities right. in the same minutes and maybe they hit you know a, a diamond in the rough kind of thing and if they're not trying to win in your championship experience your expertise and you know being in that locker room or whatever don't carry as much weight on those other teams then you have very limited opportunities to the good teams and the good teams teams are usually filled from top to bottom you know mm-hmm. the, of um Everything that they need, so it's happened before. But that's the reason why there's a lot of guys who are in my position who are really good basketball players later in their career. Who right. just don't have those opportunities because there's only so many jobs available.
0: Ah, uh, that's disappointing. I'm not gonna name names, but I could. I got a list right here that I'm like Jordan Farmar better.
1: Yeah, I do it all the time. Better, but, but You're you gotta, right. <laughs> but you gotta, I mean, you gotta respect the game because I'm sure when I was playing. It was a, Older, older player that felt the same way at that time. Right. So that's kind of comes with the territory, and, j- and you just yeah. got to make the most you can with the opportunities you were given, and yeah. and roll with the punches after that. Yeah. And you know
2: what? You got two rings. I do. Yeah. I you do. played on the greatest team with some of the greatest players, so you got. Yeah, that. No, I was I mean, very,
1: very fortunate. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's that
2: awesome. so amazing. Yeah. You
0: didn't bring those rings with you today, did you? No, nah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture yeah. right there.
1: Next time when we play,
0: okay. With <laughs> Nick, he's, you're gonna get run over. I know. Uh oh, we got another. Oh, now the trucks in here. That thing's gorgeous. You know, I'm just going to show it. Look, look down there. All right, yeah, I told you we were in a hot rod shop. All right, Nick. Yes, you gotta got something. You got a dad joke for us?
2: I didn't, no, I didn't bring the dad jokes this time. I was, I yeah, no, I kind of gave up on that book. Okay, so, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> were you writing the book or you were reading? No, it no, out? no. So
2: my daughter for Christmas. She so we started this podcast last year. And she's like super stoked on it. So she's 16. For she got me a dad joke book for Christmas. She's like, "Dad, you have to use it's one a day for a whole year. Use gotcha, it in the podcast." You. And gotcha. I'm like, oh, "Okay."
1: And then you just gave up on it. It's terrible. <laughs> there has not been a <laughs> yeah,
2: good joke yet, dude. It's, they're it's pretty the, bad jokes, it's man. The worst thing ever.
1: You got you. So maybe you need to write a better one. Uh,
2: that's what I'm telling JP. I'm like, once let's get the let's get the podcast rolling. It's hard. Let's to get the over. next step. Rolling.
1: 365 good jokes. Yeah.
0: But my plan is it's not hard to do 365. Episodes of Dadcast. That's true. It's going to yeah. take if we do one a week. That's going to take what six years. But yeah. at the end of that six years, if we get each guest to tell us one dad joke, a exactly. freaking pot of gold landmine we right we there, the, man. We got the retirement plan. So does Jordan Farmar I have a dad have, joke? No, you
1: can't just bring it on me now. <laughs> <laughs> it for Father's Day, especially. Oh, okay. all right, all right. You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you better practice. Yeah. You it. we I'm need some. I'm <laughs> getting <go. Yeah. laughs> So with your kids seven and ten, loving uh, theater and stage, and dad, they're they're very aware that dad is a superstar athlete, champion. Where is the? How do I word this correctly? Why don't you just give it a little nudge towards the athleticism? I mean, because when especially like when high school rolls around, yeah, is that is that something that you're? Because me as a dad, I I know my son, he's, especially in the last year, it's been difficult getting them outside because they're scared. And, you know, for the first six months, we didn't want them to go out anyway. But now that springtime's rolled around, it's nice out, it's getting difficult to get out. Get off that computer, man. Get off the Fortnite. Go throw a football. Go ride your bikes. Um, When they get in high school, how is that for you? Are you going to give them a little bit of nudge and say, try to –
1: I really won't. I won't. Not even let's go outside and throw a ball? I think, I mean, you guys can probably attest to this, that as parents, all you can want for your kids is is the best, right, Mm -hmm. for them to be healthy and as happy as they possibly can be in their own lane, whatever whatever their truth is, whatever they want to do with their life. I don't want to impose what I think would be a good option. And, frankly, being a woman athlete isn't the most, like, how do I say it? Like this, a yeah. path. All right? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. completely different if I had a son mm-hmm. who wanted to play in the NBA or who had the potential to and then just needed a little nudge, right? But right. it's a lot different for, for women. You know, pro women sports is not like you're an instant millionaire and right. the life is set forever or whatever. So um, that being said, you want them to find whatever they enjoy, whatever their path in life is. And so if they found it at a young age, and it may change completely by now in high school, they may gravitate back towards sports, right? But I want them to, to be the ones making mm-hmm. that decision. Right. And then as involved and as much support as they want, I'll be there to provide it. But whether it's taking them to acting classes and singing classes and right. Broadway theater all the time and being the first dad in the first row crying when they bow together. <laughs> oh, and, you know, no. the, like, I'll, I'll still be there to support them, whatever they decide, but I don't want it to be my journey that they're trying to live. I want them yeah. to, to do their own thing.
0: Has Daddy cried? Every time. So my daughter.
1: Every time, man. (laughs) That's That's the thing. And I'm not like a really sentimental, emotional guy at all, but every single time, It's nuts, right? It's it's Two
0: years ago, Avery Little, she won our Community's Pear Blossom Junior Royalty Pageant. You can only enter when you're five years old. So you get one shot. Yep. And she won it. And I was just, I was a mess. Yep. And I've got video proof. I'll tag it up there. Now, it's... But my son now completely. I'm, I'm harder on my son. Yeah, I'm harder on him. Uh, I know where I was going now. Okay. Are there any possible sons in the future?
1: No, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. That's it. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Okay. Honestly, like I feel that my girls are really amazing. That dynamic they have with one another is really special.
0: I'm not saying you're not missing out, but there's there's is there's no want. Is this just there's not going to no happen? Want.
1: I don't want. I mean. You, was, you never know. Nick, enough, take notes. You never know what can happen. <laughs> okay, right? I'm okay. just saying, like, it's not in the cars and in the right, plans yeah. for the future. So I
2: was done when my, my yeah. 14-year-old was born, right? I got fixed and everything. I got remarried. My wife didn't have any kids, and she's like, let's
1: have a baby. And like, yeah. she's
2: like, that's a deal breaker for me. And I'm like.
1: No, I get oh, it. That's why I said right. you can never say never, yeah. but if you, if you so. ask you. Yeah. However many years ago, if that was part of your plan. Oh, no. Exactly. No, five it's years like, ago, hell no.
2: Exactly. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm all... I, you know, you're fixed. Yeah. Yeah, you're I'm done. Go, I'm real. golden. So, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I got unfixed and... Yeah. Yeah. You fixed the whole, fix. Yeah. We're on a whole nother journey. And, wow. So but that, I got to go back to the whole, like, pushing your kids into the sports thing. Like, I pushed my daughter to play I, softball yeah. and it, like, it didn't work. Yeah, I didn't... So, every time she fails or every time she doesn't do what she thinks I want, it's my fault. Yeah. So it's like, okay all right so pull out your guitar just get back to singing and doing what you want yeah, to do I'm part, gonna part of the struggle, back you up 100% on 100%. that 100% so. part of the struggle
1: yeah. part of the success is the struggle and the only way you're gonna put up with the struggle is if you love it yeah. if it's something that you're really passionate about right so yeah, my athlete coach dad side comes into play when they say they want to do Broadway or whatever but then don't take time to study their lines or something like that to where mm. I say, Hey man, like you said, you want this. Do you want, I can take you out tomorrow. We cannot do it. No, 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 no. I, I want, okay. Well now, <laughs> yeah. so I can push in that regard. Right. But I'm not trying to push. Yeah, yeah, I guess you got to find a different way to push on, yeah. on what they, what path they choose. That's their yeah. own journey. And if they hate it, that's their own fault. Like right. they, you know, they'll figure it out yeah. and, and I'll be there to support them. And I think as a parent and as a dad, the biggest thing I would tell any parent is to let your kids fail, mm-hmm. let them fail, like let them try whatever they want. But failing is where you learn the lessons. Failing is where you, you get some kind of, um, not with daughters, but I would say balls, but yeah, intestinal fortitude. Yeah, your right. fortitude is really developed in those times of where everything's yeah. not all peaches and cream.
2: Right. And so, and I you plan also on figure letting out your path that it. way too. Like you actually figure yeah. out what you want to you're do. like
1: do. because you have to be able to look failure in the face and say I'm still going to go on because this is really what I want to do Right? You know how many, how many dancers or actresses get cut how many great actresses would get cut from movie roles and they yeah. have to go home and cry and say oh I'm not thin enough or I'm not the right color or I'm not whatever mm-hmm. and they might question their own abilities but it might not have anything to do with that and you have to be able to stomach that right. and, and move forward if that's the path they want to go but that same analogy can be translated to any field yeah. that, that anybody wants to go into
0: do you have a good relationship with your father? I do. Was he, did he push you in any way? Do you see yourself being the same father as your father was to you? Or So
1: my my mom and dad divorced, so I didn't live in the house with my, my father. So my, my dad was always a huge part of my life. Um, my mom remarried my stepdad, so my stepfather was more of my everyday father figure in the house. My right. dad was always kind of like my best friend. Right. So we were always had a close relationship. I would go visit and see him every other weekend. I told you he was coaching baseball up in the Pacific right. Northwest. Yeah. So I would go be the bat boy for those teams. Yeah, and be really be around pro sports every day through my dad. But my daily life lessons of like do your homework, you know, have responsibilities, wash the dishes, whatever was my stepfather who was in the house every day. So I was fortunate to have a man come into my house and raise me like I was his own son and, and you know, really instill some good values in me. And also have my dad be a very active part of my life and do the same. So it, I was fortunate to have two dads, and um, yeah, I can't thank both of them enough.
0: That's good. I'm in that's the awesome. same. I'm, that's literally the same position I'm in. Yeah. You know, my six-year-old, she's got her dad, who's great. We get along. He's a good guy, um, but most of the time is, you know, home with mom and myself. Yep. And it could be difficult on the parent side. Yeah. Um, I. Th- This is something I didn't, you know. I was also a stepchild myself. Jokes now, get them out. Redheaded stepchild, okay? (laughs) Heard it all before. Um, But seeing this side of it as the father, trying to navigate being a parent to a stepdaughter who has a father in her life who's good. Yep. And try and and, because and we're completely different. He does his way. I do my way. And then, and then, guess what happens? Something's yeah, going to come up, but yeah. Dad, my Dad doesn't, and yeah. it's like, well, darling, this—you're not at your Dad's. Yep. You know, this is how it is here. Navigating that as they get older, yeah, I can man. Only
1: imagine, you know, in, during puberty, and yeah, you're not my Dad, or you know, all <laughs> those kind of conversations. I'm sure a lot of parents have to yep. deal with. Step parents would have to deal with, but. No, it takes a lot to raise somebody. It takes a lot to raise your own kids, but it takes a lot to raise somebody else's children as if they were your own and yeah. love them the same way. So, hats off to you for that, man. Like, oh, thank seriously. you. Like, it's it, it's, a, it's a
0: big deal. It ain't easy, but it's worth it, man. Yeah, for it's sure. the whole. That's it's so worth it. That's why we kind of started this podcast.
2: Exactly, <laughs> and, it's, and it's growing yeah.
0: exponentially. Jordan friggin' Farmar's on it.
1: That's right.
0: I mean, I don't know if you understand how big of a deal this is for us man
1: i don't because i'm just dad and i I hear you and
0: and that's such a cool attitude that you have because actually i've come across that more and more now as we're doing this everyone has such not everyone that's that's a terrible thing to say but you know a lot of people have certain ideas and thoughts on how big athletes celebrity people movie stars musicians how they're they're not different people man i mean they're a lot of them are but for the most part... You, no, we're all the same. You're all... Exactly. And this show is helping prove that and humanizing...
1: You know what you just you know, said first? You said we have Jordan Farmer on the show, right? But my kids don't know me as that. They, of course, they know that's my name. But right. But I'm just dad. Yeah. Right? right? And that's all they know you as. They did a little book report on their hero or whatever, and they chose me and all the stuff that I've done, right? But... At the end of the day, they don't call me Jordan Farmer. They don't look at me like that. They just look well, at me as dad. I I just think it would be awkward
0: if I called you dad, man. No, I so, <laughs> get it. I you know.
1: get it. I get it. But <laughs> I'm just saying to the people that matter the most yeah, yeah. in your life, that's what you are. Like, your yeah. whole my whole identity of a Laker, NBA player, or whatever, they don't care anything about right. that. They I just want to know, can they watch Netflix? Yeah. Exactly. Like, can I watch whatever. the YouTube channel? Can Come I on. take them out to, you know, yeah. ride bikes or whatever?
0: You know? <laughs> that's like, so awesome. You know, I, I'm... I'm not the level of you, but, you know, within about 20 square mile radius in Southern Oregon, I'm famous because I've been on radio for 20 years. So I can still attribute this. Mm -hmm. We'll go out somewhere in the kids and hardly a day goes by and we go, oh, JP, what's up? What's up, man? And my son looks at me. How does he know you? I'm like, I don't know. I I don't I don't know who that is. How does he know you? Uh, Radio, dude. Come on. You know, I'm on radio. He's like, whatever. And then we just carry on. And Mm -hmm. dad is dad. And I wouldn't have it any other way, man.
1: Yeah, that's funny because, you know, walking through a restaurant or a hotel or whatever, and someone who doesn't know you but recognizes you might call you from afar, Jordan. Uh-huh. And I can hear it, but I'm like going all with my life, and I'm, right. I realize I'm too far. I'm not going to turn around and run all the way back. So I'll keep walking, but my kids turn around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm right? like... Dang it. Your name is not Jordan. Like, why are you turning around? You know, and they, and they start getting used to, like, okay, well, this is all part of it. Like, we're just going to continue mm-hmm. on with our life. But, but to, to say that they, they look and, like, why do all these people ask you questions? Why do they come up to you and take pictures or whatever? And they're starting to really understand that um, what I did was was pretty cool. Yeah, it is, man. And it it's, impacted a lot of people.
0: Do you get stopped a lot still?
1: For sure. I mean, Vegas is damn near Southern California. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of Laker fans, a lot of yeah. UCLA people. My, my journey, a lot like Lonzo Ball, who's currently in the NBA. I'm mm-hmm. playing for the Pelicans now, but going to high school in Southern California... Then playing at UCLA, then getting drafted by the Lakers, they they watch your development. They feel mm-hmm. like they've been part of your growth in right. your life, and so they feel like they know you more so than another player who's just on the team, right? They've seen you in high school and watched you be an All-American, and they see you in college and watching the national championship game, and they saw you play for the Lakers and win championships. So they feel like they've seen you progress and my, hair on my face and all, all, all <laughs> stuff like I knew you before you had a beard or whatever <laughs> or kind of stuff like that. And so yeah, um, but this is like a transplant. Uh, laker community so mm-hmm. and all the people from southern california drive up to 15 and spend a lot of time here so i get it all yeah, the time for sure that's
0: yeah. that's good stuff does it bother you sometimes i mean oh, i mean man, it, it's it, part
1: i mean it, if someone's rude with it then right of course and has like, that happened of course it's happened um but someone will come up to me while you're eating or something you say you know can i get an autograph or picture say sure as soon as i am finish eating then i'll stop by and, and spend some time with you right yeah. but um for the most part, everyone has been cool. It's been a handful of times where people just been uh, unruly, I would say.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, humans are – a lot of them out there are not the coolest people, man.
1: Yeah. And. Yeah. I would say more of the, the combative nature comes online. You know, come when they're not – Yeah. There, face-to-face right. or whatever. Yep. The same guy that might take a picture with you might say something different on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But um, in person, I think, for the most part, people have been pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Nick? No, You got nothing got, for me? I got nothing for you. You're killing me, co-host. <laughs> well, 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 we meet next time. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jordan, got get some. I think of more stuff. That's I brought a baby to Vegas. What idiot does that? This oh, guy. Man.
2: There's <laughs> more to Vegas <laughs> than just a strip, though. Man. No, you no. like, no, yes. well, no, the plan was to, to work and like not stay up all night. and you know, I feel like I partied a lot harder with a baby than I did the last time I came to Vegas and actually partied. Yeah, so, yeah, no, you know it's, what
0: time I went to bed last night? 9.30.
2: 30. 9 30. You know up. why? Because I, I got up at 2.30
0: and drove 13 and a half hours oh, so to get here. You, you, you know what? You know, because I didn't want to bring all this on a on plane. Flight.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. But, and I
0: also really like driving, it's kind of therapeutic for me, especially that trip it's in a the nice, desert. Nice drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, no kids in the car, no ladies screaming at me. So don't worry, I love them. A
1: little bit of therapy.
0: But, yeah, but on the way home, they're back with you. My lady and my son. Are we there yet? All right, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can we stop at this bathroom 75 times? My 13-hour drive will be 16-17 hours on the way home.
1: Yep. All right.
0: So, not too therapeutic that way. Breaks and stops. Oh, at least 87 of them. Uh, gotcha. You know. <laughs> I, got you, I got you. Do you spend much time uh, up in uh, the Pacific Northwest anymore?
1: No, not much.
0: Ever young? Okay. No.
1: I, I mean, I don't have any ties. I had an uncle, Milt Davis, who played for the Colts, who had a ranch up in Eugene, Oregon, that right. I would go visit him every now and then, but he passed a couple years ago. So since then, um, and then COVID's happened, I haven't been up there. Home while. of the Ducks? Yeah.
0: How, how has – well, we already asked that. But can you explain basically as a community as a whole, as a town as a whole – How has Vegas, especially Vegas, it's it's very different than any other town in the entire planet. Uh, How has this city affected and reacted and recovered from COVID Oh, that you've seen?
1: It's hard to say. I mean, in the beginning, everybody was scared. Nobody knew what was going on. Just kind of going off whatever they heard on the media. Um, As it's kind of played itself out, people have been more and more lax and lax. I think would be respectful to the social distancing and mass requirements and capacity requirements and all that stuff. But for the most part we've been what I would say is like open. Like it's felt like it hasn't like shut down completely aside from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you can still go to restaurants, you can still do things. I mean, okay, Vegas as a whole, we didn't have any nightclubs. The casino shut down for the first time in history. Right. Um, what else? The show like all the Cirque du Soleil shows and no sporting events, no conventions. So Vegas, like what makes Vegas Vegas and why people come here was kind of shut down. But the local community still continued, right? And right. We could still go to local restaurants and do a lot of things that were everyday life didn't feel so um, so much different. Because we don't, I would say, I would say for probably 90% of people that live in Vegas, don't spend a tremendous amount of time on the Strip, mm-hmm. right? So that's more the tourist community. But there are a lot of people who live in Vegas who work there. And that, those people were really affected by yeah. not having mm-hmm. their jobs and their livelihoods open. But um, I think for the for the most part, it's been it's been okay. And I, I know it's been tough for a lot of people in a lot of places. And I would assume that it's, they've been hit harder than we have. But I know that this trip drives so much of our economy here mm-hmm. that um, I'm probably speaking from a little bit of a skewed perspective. A
0: little bit. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah enough. All right. Okay. A couple more questions, and then we're going to let you get the heck out of here. Right. Uh, your daughters. Now, we know they're not huge at wanting to play sports. We've come to that conclusion. But do they like sports? They do. Who's their football team?
1: They do. They're not fanatics of anybody, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they know enough about – they don't follow enough to, to Who's, love people. They like the Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, uh, the women's team. Uh-huh. Had season tickets, and would take them to all the games, and they, they loved that. Um, they love to participate in the community in different ways. Um, but I don't think that they have a favorite team, favorite player in any sport, really.
0: Does Daddy have a favorite football team?
1: I mean, I would have to say the Raiders now. And now? Would, I mean, they have to be. I mean, I'm who was
0: it before? I wasn't
1: a fanatic. Of, I, okay. love sports, right? I love sports. Like, I how love how he them.
0: says fanatic, too. Do you know fan is literally short for fanatic? Yep. Yeah. But if you say, who are you a fanatic of in football? You go, ah. Yeah. You know. Wait, whoa, you're making me sound like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, no, for real. I guess I'm a crazy person. Being a player, I think, really gave me a hard time to, like, get on the other side of that. Really? Even for a different sport? Yeah while I was playing I think more now that yeah. I'm done and now that I'm older I love to go to the hockey games I love I, I'm excited for the Raider games like I want to be a part of the community from the other side mm-hmm. and really appreciate what these guys are doing because I know what they're going through on the other end right so right. Um, I definitely do appreciate it and, I, and I watch sports in a different light now that I'm out of and removed from it.
0: it it may get one pay-per-view buy but I am all in Derek Carr versus Jordan Farmar one-on-one for basketball yeah
1: Yeah. Okay. I think you're. I think you're gonna
0: whoop him. But there's like. I would hope so. There's a couple of my favorite players, man. So that would be. I I
1: think you're talking about like a football accuracy contest or whatever. He got me beat, but
0: oh well. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jordan Farmer and I are now best friends because he's a Raider fan.
2: I'm not, oh, yeah. I might have to switch my team, but then I'd be like a what,
1: bandwagon. What is your bandwagon. team now? You're a Seahawks? Oh, no, no i nine. Niners, yeah. Okay. I
2: grew up, so my grandparents lived in the Bay Area, so every summer I go down to the But you chose the
1: Niners over the Raiders in the Bay Area? I did. Okay, because yeah. why? Because your parents because uh, they No, the of a baseball game. I field. actually <laughs> <laughs> didn't. bother me none. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, well, don't <laughs>
0: care. I was LA, though. My dad took well, me to I LA Raider games.
1: I've seen pictures. I've yeah. seen. Yeah, so sweet. I want to
0: go inside more than anything yeah, in the world. Yeah, I
1: Season tickets, man, and it just sucks. Like the first season, it was cold right. there yeah. they shut everything down, so we've been really excited to get it started and go.
0: Did you get? Then now you have season tickets, but did you also buy your seats? Yeah. So okay, you just gotta, like Brian Lindsay, yeah. who we had in here. Um, yeah, you got to buy your seats. For Thirty years. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. yeah. Not cheap, man, but yeah. worth it.
1: Worth it. I hope so. <laughs> right there. I mean, you got those days. seats. For, I mean, See,
0: like you said, those tickets.
1: Not that many games, man. There's there's really eight games in preseason so eight weekends is all you're talking about it's not like it's a huge time commitment but it can be a lot of memories and a lot of cool experiences But what
0: about all the unknown possible acts that are going to walk through that that venue you get those seats you got those seats too you said you literally are sitting on your tickets are printed money for 30 years we'll
1: see yeah <laughs> we'll see i hope so garth brooks is the first one i think um, oh they can have those tickets so really <laughs> yeah for well, me it, yeah, I, 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 not, i'll take them that'd a, yeah. be a great
0: giveaway <laughs> on dadcast <laughs> telling you we would become number one yeah, in everything of, of for the yeah. world if that were to happen i
1: think the first event outside of a concert is uh, arizona byu they have some, yeah, that's, some sort of game, that's coming yeah, up bowl game or a preseason bowl game or something like that hmm. yeah
0: I saw. I got. To, I got an email for that. Yep. You know, because I'm a Raider fan and I'm on the Raider email list. Pre-order your tickets now. I'm like, oh my gosh! And it's like <laughs> BYU versus Arizona. I'm like, no, ah. no. <laughs> I, maybe if USC or UCLA shows the field up,
1: field is cool. Man, have you guys seen how the field is in it? Yeah, uh-huh. out? yeah uh-huh. that's sweet man. They did a good job with this. Game. It is literally Vegas it, can build anything. It, the sweetest a- yeah. anything you can I'm, dream of, Vegas can there, build yeah.
0: it. Oh, that's it's beautiful. Yeah, it is so. Be- it's the that and SoFi now in LA. Yeah. Are, are the two probably sweetest stadiums in all of the NFL? Yep. But
1: and they're brand new.
0: Raiders. if That Death Star's better because it's the Raiders. Yeah. Jordan Farmar.
1: Appreciate you guys. On behalf
0: of myself, JP, and Nick Martin, Thanks, thank you man. so much yeah. for taking some time awesome. out of your thank
1: day, you, man. I guess I'll see you guys on Father's Day.
0: uh We will, and yeah. definitely two on one. I might have to bring yeah. some backup.
1: All right. Okay, I might
0: bring my ten-year-old so you know with me. Ben,
1: you know, Ben played pro ball in Australia. So. Yes. yeah I need him on my team. If you guys bring some more backup, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, 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 so no, 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 Yes, on one, yes. yes. Know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, okay. No, we'll we'll split up the
2: pros. We'll get you, you okay. and JP and me and Ben or okay. and vice versa. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Give Jordan the fat guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all I, I'm pretty athletic, though. don't you don't don't, set, don't don't let set, the physique fool you. Okay, <laughs> you guy and I and I push some weight, man. There we go. You can you know this guy can run at me full speed. I will. I ain't budging. I'm telling you.
2: It's gonna hurt though, man.
0: All right. Thank you for once again for coming on DadCast. It's I been an honor. You. We appreciate it. This has been one of my favorite experiences I've had, at least all day. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's been literally this <laughs>
1: year. we been listening to cars this year. welded
0: together. Yeah, but now it's quiet down. We're pretty yeah. good. Um, I like to end every single episode with one of these.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to DadCast.
0: And we'll see you all next week. Jordan Farmar, thank you.
1: Take Thanks, care. man. Thanks, guys.